0: I'm your host jay wald and this is another weekly podcast of deeper dive sponsored by plantation sda church this is season four episode 34. and i must say that our beloved co-host don is still traveling so continue to keep her in your prayers and her family uh she's with her family and also like to talk all our podcast listeners who take the time out to listen to us it's always good to have you support podcasts and get the word from the Lord And today Well let me just do this If any questions you might have uh Sermon related questions you might have You can text us at 954-388-8780 And don't forget to subscribe to our channel Plantation SDA um, I'm sorry Let's put it back TV. Now We have a special guest This young man I've had the privilege of seen him grow up through plantation who was a good product of plantation like uh our brother joshua carwood and this brother here come from a good family blessed and he let me give a little bio i know he's a uh, podcast leader he uh the drum corps came in first place in florida so congratulations to them he is one of uh, one of our good leaders here um uh, and his name is Joey Anderson. We want to bring him on to our podcast. Welcome, my brother.
1: Thank you for having me. Good
0: How you doing today?
1: Man, I'm blessed, brother. Good to ask. Thank you.
0: I know you are. I go you are. Uh, before we get started, I, 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 <laughs> I got to uh, hit back. Boy, I don't know where Nick got that video from the archives, but man, he <laughs> went way back. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you. <laughs> he went way back. Hey, so what was that? You were, you would do was that a mohawk you had?
1: You know, yeah, I had a mohawk. I don't remember ever getting it. Which is <laughs> the crazy thing about it. So like when he played the video, like I didn't even remember remember that the video still existed. I knew I preached at that point, but yeah. I had no idea what I was wearing. I didn't know what hair I had or anything like that. So that <laughs> entire video just took me back. It was crazy watching it.
0: I know, man. I was getting that because I saw Joshua in the background, a couple other people I remember that uh, moved on, but <laughs> that was a flashback. But before we get started, as we always do, let's start off with a word of prayer. Sure. Father God, we thank you once again. Uh, you have blessed us, Lord, in many ways. Thank you so much for the sermon. Thank you so much for Plantation, the leadership, Lord. And thank you that this word will go forth to someone somewhere. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All oh, right, my brothers. Okay, let's go, let's go with it. Your title, Welcome Home, Will You Stay? Yes. Um, we, uh, and you also mentioned about Change to Freedom. Uh, tell me, how did all this correlate uh, to your sermon to, that was on this fast Sabbath?
1: Yeah, so the theme from Change to Freedom really started because uh, I did a lot of thinking um, leading mm-hmm. up to youth day, and I mm-hmm. wanted to... I wanted to come up with a message that I knew would resound with our kids. And yeah. I spent a lot of time, you know, thinking about, well, what are some of the things that our young people struggle with? Mm-hmm. The main things, you know? And I, I thought about it for a while and I, I talked to many of my, my kids that I, I get to see every week and I ask them questions constantly, you know, what are the reasons that you think uh, young people struggle to keep their faith in this world? Um, And one of the main reasons that they came up with was the fact that there's so many distractions that consistently pull them away from being close to God and living uh, what one would say a consistent life with God at the center. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they get pulled away into those circumstances, what happens is when, when those things reveal themselves as temporary, Mm-hmm. they lose a sense of happiness because the thing that was supposed to fill that void is no longer there
0: yes the short term
1: exactly short term and then they feel like they can't come home yeah. and that was one of the things that a lot of the young people that i used to work with felt because a lot of them would come back with you know tattoos and and earrings and
0: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
1: basically came back experiencing the world and and they never felt welcome that they could come back And so I wanted to come up with a sermon that reminded not just the young people that are in our church, but the ones that left, Yes, that you can always, always come home. And when you come home, it's not coming home to judgment. It's coming home to embrace. It's coming home to celebration because even though you went out and experienced those things and you might have done things that you consider to be uh, shameful or wrong, when you come home to God, he takes those things away, mm. and the chains part came because my favorite song um, by Elevation Worship, if you haven't heard it, is called "No Bondage."
0: Oh yeah, um, i heard it. I've yes, that it. is
1: yeah, that is my favorite song, and I, that's actually how I came up with the theme because it basically says that everything that you experience in this life, when you take it to God, He just wipes it away, mm-hmm. and you have a clean slate, and you are free when you're in His presence. And yes. so that was how that whole title came about.
0: Well, I it was an excellent one because I enjoyed. I had the pleasure to listen to both sermons. And uh the different one, the second one was a little bit more impactful to me uh when you got to more your testimonial. Uh that was that was powerful, I must say. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think that there's so many broken people? You know, you 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 mentioned that how they would come in and say happy Sabbath, but yet and still they're torn up inside and the fact that you know there's the other side to this happiness but they don't seem to embrace it because it's still broken yeah
1: you know i think it's it's a couple of things i think one of the main things that we have to um really understand is that no matter how no matter how high of a position you are no matter what great things you've done we're still human right mm-hmm. when adam and eve first sinned the term perfect went out the window there was no such thing yeah and so even the best people in our church in our community are broken mm. you have some type of 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 baggage that you may have experienced that tears you up in some way and i think a lot of the reasons why people are so broken and they don't show it is because number 1 there's not necessarily a plantation but in churches in general there's always been this perception that when you come to church, you can't express those things because mm-hmm. people look at you a certain way mm-hmm. or they, they label you a, a way that you probably aren't perceived, but that's the way that it's looked at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think one of the things that I love about plantation is that, um, it's not a church where you feel judged. You feel like there is a family, there is a community. And, you know, we understand that there's no such thing as perfection. Yeah, And I think we got to really start saying that out loud and not being ashamed to admit that, like, I'll, I'll be the first to admit as a leader in, in this church for a very long time, I've been broken for a very long time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, and I, and even as connected as I am with God, I'm still that way. And that's okay. I mm-hmm. think one of the biggest things that we got to understand is that it's okay to be broken. I think there's this perception that if you are, coming with some type of baggage or you're in some way that it's a negative, you know, mm-hmm. a negative connotation on your, on your, on your, um, you know, on your, how do you say it? On your image, yeah. right? It's, yeah, a, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. A, it's a, yeah, it's like a, it's a damage to your image and it's not mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Like it's okay to be broken, right? God says come into my presence when you are broken and I will make you feel whole. It didn't say try to fix yourself and then come.
0: He said, you didn't say that When
1: you come. He said, when you come damaged, that is when I do my best work. And sometimes what I've learned is that you kind of have to be broken to really embrace your true self, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you Mm -hmm. never understood what what uh, adversity is like, then how can you teach it to other people? How can you express your your, you know, your experiences with other people? Because you never you've never gone through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. So I think if you can embrace the fact that, you know what, you've you've gone through some things and you might not be proud of it, but that could be a testimony as opposed to something that is a deterrent to you. I think we just got to look at it differently.
0: I agree with that 100 percent, because I think that's where sin uses that that uh, broken bridge where it says, OK, you know, you're too broken up. How can you come to Christ? You're already broken right. up. You know, you can't do that. You know, and you know, this is not but a distraction of the evil one. And we know that Christ that's why he died for us, you know, and that's totally yeah. understood, totally understood. Uh, okay, so we got Luke 15, 21 to 24. We we know, majority of us know the story. He's the prodigal son. Here's yes. a man who has two sons and the younger son wants to leave and take all his inheritance with him. Okay, so he goes and experienced the world, you know, he does his desires, he sins and now there's remorse. There's remorse yes. to he's the lowest of the low now. He's so low that he can't come back to his father. The only way he would come back is what? A lonely servant. You right. know. And as you said, the breaking point was when he was going to eat with the pigs, and did he want to eat with him? <laughs> that's pretty low.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty low. But here's a turning point. This is this is so much wonderful about the book of Luke, that the father is out there waiting for him. Shows him the embrace, shows him the compassion. You know, he didn't care what he's done. It's the fact that, which is what your title said, welcome home. And now he gives him this big feast, put the fatted calf and best garments on him. And now it's like he's never even left. You know, and this is what Jesus Christ does for us. You know, the father in those days, they don't run, but he did. He ran. He ran to his kid. And that was so funny but there's another thing i wanted to mention i know you didn't mention it in the story is nobody talks too much about the older son have you noticed that that is true that is true yes they don't i mean he came back with envy he said look i didn't go nowhere i see in the field i did what i had to do but now he has no he has envy and he has no compassion <laughs> yes wow I, I, I don't know what to say about that because I'm going to read further to see what else that he did, because I think he did leave. I think the, the eldest son did leave. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to look at more of the story. Yeah, but I think question, he got upset and just yeah, and just walk, yeah,
1: walked away. I think and he, and, I,
0: yeah, uh, I think he did. I think he detached yourself from the family. But I read it more. But it's just so funny that people don't talk too much about that, you know, too often. Yeah. Um. So a question for you. This prodigal son, I know you experienced that in your life, uh, how things are, I've had it myself, you know, um, that we can go out and sin, we do the things we do, and then still we work working back in the family. What I like about your sermon is the fact that you put a lot of yourself in this sermon. A lot yeah. of it, I noticed. Tell me something. Sure. Your lowest point that part you talked about expound that just a little bit more that you knew that now he comes, he steps in, talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. That experience is, is truly, uh,
1: when I look back on it, it really is crazy because I was, I was in a place where nothing in life really made sense Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's it's so funny, you know, looking back on it now, you know, you start mm-hmm. to understand everything. But when I was when I was in that position, man, it, it was like, I, I saw myself now, now I see myself in a lot of these young people. And that was one of the reasons why I, I added that story. It wasn't mm-hmm. even so much for me. It's because I know that there is, there is some young people in here who are feeling the exact same way. And what yes. that feeling was, you know, you come to church and, you know, at that time, you know, I had, I had parents who, you know, it was like, you were, you're going to church, right? You're, there is no, there is no, oh, you know, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Like, you're going to go. Yeah. And when you go, they're going to put you in, in everything. And that was great. But I didn't really feel that God was present in my life. I knew he was there. Like, I knew he was real. You know, I never I acted like God wasn't, wasn't real, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I grew up on that. So I knew like, you know, he was present, but nothing in my life made me feel like he genuinely cared Mm. you know at that point i was going through so many things and the thing that really was the tipping point was that when i would come to church and people would assume that because we put on this happy image that everything was was great yes you know and that's what a lot of people are experiencing you know you they come here and they put on this this persona that everything is great and
0: yeah, like a facade. You know, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like a facade, you know, and it's mm-hmm. and it's really not. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, I was just at a place where I I I wasn't sure that life was meant for me to be in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like I had much of a purpose. I didn't really understand where God was going in my life. Um mm-hmm. and the things that I was doing to get rid of that sadness and get rid of that feelings of loneliness eventually they wore off and they could no longer sustain my happiness and then finally i was at a place where i felt like i had no options because again god wasn't necessarily in my life he was there but i didn't have that genuine relationship with him
0: so you you felt like you were going to church as a formality
1: oh yeah 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 for sure especially at that time yeah it it, it was just you know I, i i was i just went because you know, I I didn't really have a choice. You know, I I didn't have relationships with
0: people. I'm not because to your parents. Not because of your parents. You just did because you wanted to, you know, it was activities, things to do, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like, for example, drums, like, I, I wanted to go to drums. Right. But But before that, you know, I didn't necessarily have that desire. It was more like, you know, I know that I'm going to go because my parents are going to make me you know okay 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 you know that was that was just what it was that was really the gist of it like i knew i was going to go right right? right. and so it's a different feeling when you know you have to go versus you want to go yeah And so you know so the drums it it was that was definitely part of it but even with all that being said i was still at a place where it just didn't it didn't correlate it didn't make sense to me
0: Did, Um, did you did you think about seeking help before you, before you got to the bottom pit,
1: you know what? No, and that's another thing that I tell a lot of a lot of people now, which is why I'm in the career that I'm in, which is
0: mm-hmm.
1: mental health, especially in the Black community, it has to be promoted more.
0: Oh, well, uh, I agree. I agree.
1: But One thousand percent. It's it's something that we got to get out of this stigma that you only go to therapy when you're crazy. I, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing ever, because therapy can open your eyes to so many things. And the problem was, you know, being a young, a young black kid, you know, you don't really understand mental health like that. And, you know, my parents, they did their best, but they didn't really understand it either. OK, so, you know, and, and that's OK. Like, I'm, that's not that's not a judgment because, listen, the black no, no. Kids, I understand. it's not it's not common. Right. It's mm-hmm. not something that we think about. So I didn't think much of it when I was younger, I didn't really understand the aspect of it. I didn't even really know if it existed at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, truthfully, I was in a place where I didn't really understand my own emotions, so I couldn't really articulate it to anybody.
0: Right. right. Uh,
1: and I was a very introverted kid. So I wasn't somebody who wanted to express emotions or anything like that. Yeah. So, so I was you
0: know,
1: no. Yeah. You know, so reaching I was. not
0: yeah, yeah, that was like, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I, I I understand where you're coming from because, um, believe it or not, you know, knowing me now, you're like, Joe introverted? No way. Um, as a little boy, yes, yeah. I was. I was as a little boy. Um, I was being adopted and having parents much, much, much years older than you. Um, and, and growing up through their ritual kind of put me in a, how would you say, not a fantasy land but escape right. for me, you know, and how I look at things differently compared to how I was now, you know, you're talking about a kid growing up in the seventies and parents are 30 plus years older than you. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I said, everybody's situation different. The mental health bit. Yeah. I, to hear about that, it was like, okay, somebody must be in the, in the nut house or, or something like that, but not having it in a family that leads to many more serious things in life, I, like I Decker said, I didn't see it. I didn't see right. it. It was only told with that. So, you know, this mental health is really a serious business um, that needs to be, like I said, addressed to the highest level, honest For and true. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, now here's a good part talk to me about that conversion.
1: Uh, well, I, I will tell you that I made the decision to get baptized when I was about, I want to say 17. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that moment, I made the decision that I want to live my life according to Christ. However, what I will tell you, and I'm, I have no shame telling you this. Uh I didn't really live a consistent based life with Jesus at the center. Truly until about a year ago.
0: Amen and for that, the reason brother.
1: and yeah yeah it's real because the and the reason why is because what i didn't understand and what i want people to understand is that when you get baptized the devil doesn't just use that as an opportunity to just back down and just say okay i guess yeah. that that's a lost cause right no that's mm-hmm. when the devil actually goes harder at you yes, and so, up, yeah and so yeah and so the real work actually begins is so it's not just about accepting Jesus as your savior it's about now living consistently with him at the center right mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. say you could say Jesus is in your life you could say he's at the center but if you're not living it yeah. then what are we really talking about so for a couple of years I I claimed that he was in my life which you know and he was in a way mm-hmm. but was I living consistently as a Christian I can't say that yeah so it really wasn't, if we're really talking true conversion, where I can honestly tell you that I am devoting my entire life to have Jesus at the center in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. It was really a year ago. And that was when, unfortunately, and I don't, I, I hate to bring this up, but we all know um, when George Peter, unfortunately, passed.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: that, yeah. that was really where life and my you know my, my my relationship with god really changed because i looked at life so differently after that
0: i'm um, sure you did
1: uh, yeah and and it, yeah, it really did. it really was real and I, and it hurt i'm sure it hurt a lot of us right it was it, it was, did, it was a really it was, it was an eye-opener yeah
0: it really was yeah. it really was yeah
1: so mm-hmm. it, it it that that moment really changed everything in the way that i view not just my life but the the impact that i'm having on these kids' lives, right? I yes. look at the, the these kids a lot differently now. I don't take any moment that I'm with them, whether it's with drums, whether it's with youth ministry, I don't take any of that for granted. So every mm. moment that I am with those kids, I always remind them that, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. I care about you because life is just so, it's so fragile, you know what I mean? Like yes. It, it, yes. it comes and goes and, and you really don't know when your time is going to come. You don't. So. You really got to evaluate yourself and say, okay, you have two options. You could choose the world or you could choose God, but it can't be in between. It's got to be a one-way street. You got to pick one.
0: Yeah. No two ways. And never.
1: No. And so I made that decision. That that true decision was about a year ago. And that was the best decision ever because it opened the doors to so many things that honestly, I never thought would would really happen.
0: Isn't that, um, isn't that the surprise of Jesus Christ having in your life? Yeah. He opens the things that you wouldn't understand. Look at you now. Look at you yeah. now, Joey. I exactly. mean, this is a blessing, brother. I mean, you know, same thing when I saw Joshua. And you coming back, look at him. You guys are yeah. now ambassadors of Christ, spreading the word. And that's yes. what's very important. Believe me, the best you can do. And that's that's actually what was given to us, to the disciples, you know, to go into yeah. the world and seek the lost. Uh, let me ask you something what is what is your title uh where you are uh, What you do your profession
1: oh so i'm i'm currently in the psychology field so um uh, mm-hmm. the, the job that i'm in right now i work as a success coach so basically i work with at risk at risk kids um, um at a middle school um, mm-hmm. and i work with work with kids who you know come from broken homes you know substance abuse things of that nature yeah, um, right right and my ultimate goal is to become a forensic counselor and basically advocating for the black community and you know trying to help that that population, especially in law enforcement and things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to center it around around kids. That that's okay. that's where my passion truly Amen. is. That's you your
0: know? gift, my brother. That's your gift without a doubt. Yeah, that is yes. your gift. Well, I tell you, Joey, um, this is a powerful message you know that you've given us about this. Um, it just made me think about a lot of things in my life and the youth. But I am going to do as you say, and I try to do it every time when I see a youth to let them know that we are proud of them. We are proud yes. of them. And I, I thank you, Joey. Uh, you know, blessings to your family. Um, I guess I haven't heard from your sister in a while, so <laughs> I try to follow her on Facebook, but I wanted to let her know when you see her again, tell I said hello. Yeah, for sure, uh, I'll for definitely do that. do that. For do that. And uh, it's just so wonderful to have you on, Joey. Um, so you're in the area, so we'll be seeing more often on you, of course. And continue to keep those drunk corps number one place, and that's where they should oh, be. Of course.
1: <laughs> uh, one thing I would ask of you before you end is, as, um, um, I know that this is a platform. I would just ask that you continue to pray for these young people, because really, it's, it's them that yes. makes me who I am. It's 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 really not me, to be honest with you. These these young people, I gotta tell you, they they work really hard, and mm-hmm. they do not, you know, they are not forced to, to come here and do yeah. those things they just they choose to do it and yeah. they they are the reason that i'm able to do this and why i have such a passion for it is is the people behind it i always say you know drums is temporary right drums yes, is yes. temporary the activities mm-hmm. we do in youth ministry that's all temporary the sermons I, I speak that's temporary but the relationships that you have with these kids that's going to be permanent and they will remember it and so i just ask that you just keep them in your prayers because they are, they really are amazing and they're going to do amazing things uh going that's, forward that's
0: sure. definitely not a problem that we continue to do that i mean because we have to give credit to the the phrase singers this past sabbath and the youth uh sabbath as a whole everybody yes. participated that they will be blessed and for sure well joey i want to thank you uh as we always do we always ask our speakers uh to uh end us in a word of prayer of course got you
1: um dear Heavenly father we we thank you so much for yet another beautiful day lord we thank you for this opportunity to come here and uh and spread your word lord and i just ask that as we uh, go our separate ways that you continue to watch over us and guide us and, and continue to keep uh allow us to keep you at the center of our lives lord and and understand that in you there is always freedom and the chains that we have in our lives are always broken lord so we lift you up we praise you and we can't wait to see you again when you take us to heaven lord and we love you in jesus name we pray amen
0: thank you my brother Joey. And like I said, we'll be seeing you throughout. God bless you, my brother.